Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Terran Show. This week, I have uh, an amazing guest, somebody that uh, is a part of the RHAP network and, of course, was on Survivor, Brains versus Beauty versus Brawn, or whichever order that went in. I have Bryce Isaiah, host of the Purple Pants podcast. Um, Bryce is uh, is amazing to talk to. He's a very introspective person, and it led to a very interesting conversation. So I hope you enjoy my interview with Bryce Isaiah. He is not human. He is like a machine, making more podcasts than you've ever seen. Now he's finally back for more interviews. I hope you missed him because he sure missed you. It's the Tarrant Show. How are you? Good, how are you? I am a little tired, but I am good. Yeah? How was yes. how was work? It was annoying. I had just one visit that I thought would just be an hour and it ended up being like two and a half hours. And so I'm like, I gotta go. On. I, I got an appointment with Taryn. They're like, <laughs> who's, who's Taryn? Like, I gotta go. Yeah. What, uh, what do you do? I'm a social worker. Um, so I work for an insurance company. So I assess, um, people like over 55 that have like in-home services. And so like I assess them for like their needs of the service. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I've got like 132 participants and they have an annual assessment. And so now it's like the time where the most of my participants have their assessments. So I am just going running place to place. And it's the like we're somewhat back in the community. If they don't feel comfortable having us in their home, we can complete it over the phone. But of course, this participant today was like, no, you can come out. And yeah. so they're like older. And so like they really just enjoy the company. Yeah. And of course, like me being like the person that I am, like they like they get they like life from Bryce a little bit. So <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to be rude, but I was like, I I've gotta go. Mm. Well, uh, thank you for doing this. I'm very excited. Of course. I don't know what we're doing, but you know. We're really honestly we're just here to talk about you and or whatever. <laughs> 
Okay. I was just like, I don't know what, what, what do Taryn want? I don't know. <laughs> I really, I mean, really it's, it's just, uh, this whole podcast is just an excuse to, to talk to people that I like and want to talk to. So, uh, <laughs> I feel honored. Cause I, I feel like one, I feel like you don't know who I am. Um, and yeah, like you probably don't remember this. This was maybe like New York two and a half years ago. It was like a big brother thing. I feel like from watching you, I was just like, yeah. oh my God, it's staring. And you're just like, hey, how are you? I was like, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it that is, was it. I was like, okay. <laughs> it is. And maybe you don't have this problem. I feel like, um, like I don't want to disappoint people when they meet me, but like, I'm so, I'm so low key. Like, uh, like it's, I, I'm like, uh, Hey, <laughs> like, uh, right. Right. That's, uh, <laughs> but I, I am that way as well though. Like I, yeah. I think that the, the one misconception about me is that the, the brights that people see on, podcast or you wherever they see me like yeah that's a thousand percent me but also like that's just a percentage of me and you know I am as much as I am an extrovert I am very much an introvert and like to be in my wave cap in a hoodie in my bed curled up watching a, a, a tv show or just like you know I'm a Pisces and so I follow a lot of like Pisces uh, Instagrams. Well, I feel like they like follow me. And uh, there's just like, I just see like these memes where it's like, I go out for one day and I spend the next six months in the house recovering. (laughs) And I'm like, that's a thousand percent me. I I feel like, you know, I as outspoken and, and as loud and as a bubbly of a personality that people see of me, I'm very much the opposite a lot of the time. And I I like to be by myself and I like the time by myself uh, because for me, it just is a sense of like comfortability. It makes me feel safe. Mm. Well, that's, I mean, that's why I like doing this podcast. So I just get get to know people, uh, you know, beyond just like what you'd normally see. Uh, when you're like listening to them or something. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it's it. It's also, you know, it's, it's funny because, uh, like, I mean, I've, I've, I've always been like a big fan of yours. I had no idea for a long time that, that you even knew who I was. Is is so, uh, it's, it's very funny. Like, I, I think, I don't remember when it was exactly, but I think we were having like a, an RHAP meeting or something and you were like, Oh, Taryn. And I was like, he knows who I am. Guys, I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was freaking out. I yeah, at a thousand percent. Um, so I, again, but I always tell people it's like perception. Yeah. And I feel like people sometimes people's perceptions of different things, it is just so different. And I'm always the type of person that if I'm ever like in a relationship, which I'm never in, or if I'm like talking to someone, I am the type of person that's like say we went to like Panera and got a sandwich and like, you know, we're back home and I'm like, so what were you thinking about when you ordered the spinach chicken sandwich? Like, you know, like I like to know what people are thinking because I am, I'm uh, always in my head and Mm. sometimes it can be a positive and sometimes it can be very much a negative, but I like to know. And I, 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 and through my investigational work, I find that people's perception is like so interesting because it's like your perception really guides you on how you interact with people and say like, you know, you have a 
negative interaction with someone, your perception of that person is like drastically different when reality, like the person's parent could have died. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just never really know. And so I am such a big proponent of when I get comfortable enough and I know people, I always like to like pick their brain Mm -hmm. and some people find it annoying uh, and other people find it interesting. But uh, that's like another little weird quirky thing about me. It's like if one of my friends tell me a story or like, you know, I, I ran into somebody we went to school with and you came up. I'm like, all right, well, tell me what y'all was talking about before I came up. Tell me like, you know, like I give me the whole picture. Like I, I, I live in that. Uh, so I, I, I think that's so interesting for me. I'm the person that will ask that question. Like I, I need to know. Mm-hmm. And my close friends know, like, if you're going to tell me a story, I need like the beginning. I need the, like, give me the, the prelude, give me the, the meat and potatoes and give me the ending. It, it's, um, I don't know. It's just something that I do. I mean, it's, I think that's, uh, that's perfectly suited for, for this podcast. Cause that's what I like to do too. I like to like, um, and, and this is really getting like, this podcast is just like a, an excuse for me to, to just like, like I, I sometimes wouldn't, wouldn't feel comfortable just like asking any question in a normal conversation. Right. But on and a podcast, I'm like, yeah, go for it. For me, that's the opposite. And I'm a social worker. So I feel like my in like what is in me is, is that like I ask questions. I like, you know, I, I want to know. And, you know, for like eight years of my life, I did like child welfare. So we would have to go into like uncomfortable situations. And I just would be like, you know, what did you eat last night? Where did you sleep? Is this how the house always looked like? You know, I ask these questions, but I think that, you know, again, for me being a social worker, being like an openly gay black man, I feel like I am so I, I, I just feel like people automatically like I'm, I'm just so myself. And so I think that, you know, me showing up as my true authentic self, it allows people to let their guard down in a way that other to other people, they they would never. And for the longest time, it, it took me a while to understand that and be able to like harness it to do my job and mm. obviously like harness it in a way that like I have a podcast where people are able to connect to me. And I think that that just is something that transcends in my life. And I think I always say that growing up, whenever, you know, you notice different things about yourself and you always tend to shy away from it or you don't like it or you hate it. I, in reflection, I'm like, that's actually your superpower. And I think that if we could teach more people, more children, more anyone to lean into the thing that makes you different, that makes you other, and that's your superpower. And if you can lean into it more at a young age, you'll be able to harness the energy and uh, like a, a thousand percent. Like if I were, you know, cause I'm still young, but If in high school, if in college, I were able to be so comfortable with who I am and know that, like, you know, I'm walking in my purpose, I bitch, I could have won Survivor. Like, you know, like like, the it's endless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I just thinking about how much energy I spent when I was a kid focusing on, like, you know, how I could be more like other people and Mm -hmm. they would like me more and uh, just fit in like like. For me, it was, I just want to like go in a room and no one talk about me. Like that, that was the goal for me in like elementary school and high school. Like I just wanted to blend in. I didn't want to like, 
I couldn't understand like why every year are people talking about me? Why every year are people like making fun of the way I talk? Why every year are they like, you know, I just wanted to like, like blend, like you see this wall, like that, like I just wanted to like be the wall. So I, I so get that. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, when do you feel like that, that changed for you? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I would like to say that it was in college, but I would be lying if I said that. So I almost want to say probably was like after Survivor. Yeah. That I like, you know, because going on Survivor, people are like, it's such a life changing, you know, you, you figure out who you are. And for me, what Survivor taught me was that like, I'm exactly who I am. And like, you know, like, I like what I thought of myself going in is actually what I am. And it gave me the knowledge to like, not run away from it, but like, you know, be upfront. Because honestly, when I was younger in like 18, 19, 20, the thought of me saying I'm an openly gay black man was repulsing to me. Mm -hmm. And I, I never thought that I would ever be at a point of my life that like any chance that I get to say it, I say it. And not that I, I, I didn't love myself. Well, at that time I, I didn't love myself. And honestly, if we're honestly speaking, I'm still on a journey to love myself. Yeah. Um, so I just think that it just comes from a place of like not seeing gay black men represented in a positive light. Mm -hmm. um, and what I knew of like a gay black man was not anything positive. And I, I, I just did not have that. I, yeah, I, I just could at that age and I knew I was gay. I, I knew that it would be a journey that I would go on for the rest of my life. But in those years of my life, I would never, that's just never something that I thought that I would be proud of. And so I think that, you know, going on Survivor and really just, you know, being myself and, you know, even finding a home at like RHAP really kind of like just solidifies the fact that like, you know, you being yourself can, it transcends to so many different things. And I know I'm all over the place because like, I'm literally like just talking this out in my head. Uh, Cause I don't talk like this often because, you know, I try to exude positivity and I try to like, you know, I want to be a role model for others, but I, I really, and I say on my podcast, I'm on a road to a better Bryce. I really mean that. Like I, yeah. and that role for me is like self-love. That role for me is like self-confidence. That role for me is like knowing your worth. That role for me is like accepting others for their limitations. And so it like, it, it really is a thing for me. Yeah. And I mean, I think, um, I think it's, it's a road that doesn't really end. Right. I mean, if there's, you're just always the, 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 the point is to be on that road. Right. Right. Uh, and always be, be traveling on it. Um, and I, I don't worry about like being all over the place. What's what, what this is about. Uh, I, and also, uh, I think, I think I can definitely understand, uh, and follow like where you're coming from here. Cause, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to have to grow up feeling like there's a, a part of you that you can't be proud of that, that you, that not only can you not be proud of, you feel like, um, I, I imagine you felt like you needed to sort of like suppress it and it's like hide it. And, uh, like you didn't want to, um, you know, you wanted to, you know, blend in with, uh, with the wall and, and these things made you stand out and, and not having anybody to, to see as an example of, of who you were that, that, that existed in the world, um, you know, must've been difficult. Do you feel like you've, 
do you feel like you've been able to find more uh, people to to look up to, to to see in the world? Do you feel like that's uh, something that you've you've seen has sort of like improved over time or uh, is it still like something that you feel like, you know, you're looking for? Um, I definitely think it is something that over time has improved. Uh, I think what the issue is, is that like the Bryce today sees it. However, the inner Bryce, the child Bryce does not see that. And I am constantly having to do work, you know, and and it's a process and it's work to like, you know, talk to my inner self and talk to my little Brycey, because honestly, I I feel like that, like that is the Bryce that is hurting the most. And that is the Bryce that, you know, when in the situation I'm not happy or I revert to behaviors that I'm not proud of, I ultimately think that that's like my inner child and that's yeah. like, you know, my inner child acting out. And so I, I'm working on it. I, you know, it is a thing. I see the differences. I see the changes. I, I, but it's just hard to like, when you kind of just always go back to that, like that 13 year old version of yourself and uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on it. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I completely get that. I feel like for me, the, the, the road out of, out of where I was, you know, it started for me with like a goal, right? Like I want to become this person that, that that's okay. You know, that's not hurting. Um, and, uh, and so like looking at that goal was sort of like how I was going down the road, but, uh, you kind of realize that like, there's still a ton of uh, literal baggage, right? Like uh, that's at, that's at the start of the road that you, like you couldn't take with you, uh, that, that you have to kind of like, you have to kind of just for for me at least just like slowly just open it up again and just like it's it's and it's painful and you have to sort of examine it and you have to figure out like what is this where did it come from um you know and just like it, just dive in uh which you don't want to do because it's it sucks and it's like it's painful and it does bring you back uh and and if you're not careful like though like if you're if you if cuz it if you're not careful, it just, it can just like suck you in. And then like, there've been periods of my life where it's like, you know, maybe like a, like a, a week in, I'm like, wait a minute, did I, for a week, I've just been like my, my teenage self, like, uh, like, where did that come from? Like, uh, and you don't really realize it until like, you're like, why am I so miserable right now? Right. <laughs> no, like I a thousand percent get that and, and can relate to that. Um, so I, I like you're speaking my language yeah. and I, 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 I constantly feel like I am back and forth. Like I, you know, some weeks I feel like, you know, I, I see the end goal. I can see, you know, and then other weeks I am, you, you know, just struggling to, to find my own beauty at times. Um, and so I, I think that a lot of people struggle with that, yeah. but no one talks about it. No yeah. one, you know, they don't bring it to the forefront. And so at least when I am in the state of like the Bryce that I am today, I tried to always be vulnerable uh, and, and share with my close friends, with, you know, my listeners, like, you know, my trials and tribulations of what I'm going through. And I always like, 
second guessing myself, like, oh, don't share that. Don't do that. But, you know, honestly, like when I do, it's when I I get the biggest response ever. Um, and, and like, you know, somebody's like, I can relate to that. I, I get to that. Um, and, and again, like it, it encourages me to just like, again, show up as my true authentic self and to be vulnerable. And it's OK not to be OK. I think that the society that we live in, like, you know, in Instagram and TikTok, everybody is like, you know, Carol Baskin, Meta, you know, it's all like, ah. But nobody really wants to like show, uh, reveal the real them and reveal like what really life like is every day. We all like paint this face on and um, some of us are really good at it and some of us aren't. So I, yeah, I'm, I don't even know what to say, but like, no, it's just, (laughs) that's real life. It it makes, it makes me like, uh, like nobody wants to be the person who like made who posted like the, the like cryptic, sad Facebook statuses. Right. Like, uh, you know, cause, cause uh, you know, I think a lot of us were there, uh, you know, if, if, especially if, if you're, if you're a certain age, I guess at this point, maybe, maybe kids nowadays grow up and they, they knew ahead of time. Don't, don't be posting that stuff on Facebook. Um, <laughs> you know what gets me though, Taryn? What? Uh, Facebook, you know, ever so often will be like eight years ago. Here's your like, like here, I, like here's your status. Yeah. And, I am all like, you know, I made a conscious effort some years back to be like, bitch, we not posting our feelings on Facebook. Uh, but prior to that, baby boy used to be like, all like, and so I am always like, so like I have a friend named Sarah. And whenever I get these messages, that's just like, I'm doing, I'm treating people how they treat me. Like, you know, just like, why would I post that? But like it, Facebook has a way of reminding you sometimes of like the growth that you've made, because I definitely was one of those people that would post those cryptic messages or post a subtweet or yeah. So I, uh, I'm very grateful for that when Facebook does remind me of that, because the first thing I do is screenshot it. The second thing I do is delete it (laughs) (laughs) because it's like, you know, on this role, that's not putting gas in our tank. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, I was a song lyrics guy yeah like oh this one this one really expresses my pain well (laughs) and and speaking of songs and so this is kind of like my dilemma in the sense of for i would say in a like in my high school years i like discovered music and i say that to say that like uh before high school like my first album ever was and don't judge me was aqua I'm a Barbie girl. And like, you know, I I didn't really get into music and I always had like cousins that were like similar to me. Uh, But where I specifically grew up, um, my mom is from a rather large family that, you know, lives in an urban area and I'm the youngest of like four brothers. And so like, you know, we lived in the urban area uh, and growing up, like my mom made a decision that like, you know, like I'm, I want to make sure that like my children have a better life. And so we moved from where historically my family is from and to a better area, Mm -hmm. uh, still urban, but better. And so like to my other family members, they always looked at me and my brothers as like, we're the bougie ones. Like, well, we don't live in the hood anymore. Uh, so I just, my upbringing was a little bit delayed. Like I didn't really get into music. 
However, like in high school, like I reconnected with a lot of my cousins and they like just put me on to like the, the Mary J. Blige's, the Deborah Cox. And there is something like in my soul that I always connect to sad music. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not probably like the most healthiest thing for me on this journey to like loving myself and to like being the positive light that other people see in me like I want to see them myself uh but there's just something that like with music that like resonates that like gives me a reaction I love it and a lot of the times my go-to music is like sad yeah depressing like it's like so I try to find a balance because it's like I like music to like you know a pre-gaming going out to the club you know I want something a little twerk too but like if I'm just home cleaning my house or home taking a bath I want it to you know I want to set the mood and and again, my go-to music is always kind of like sad. And again, the holidays, you know, people love holiday music. Mm. So one of my all-time favorite holiday songs is What Are You Doing New Year's? New-? Like, you know, a song about somebody being lonely. <laughs> uh, it is like, it's, it, it, it's, it's really uh, it's sad. And hold on, wait, I wanted to tell you like this other song that came up. Um, in my like playlist the other day for like holiday music. So I was like, oh, let me get to the holiday. Oh, it is literally by the emotions. And again, I get this from my mom. And the song is called uh, What Do the Lonely Do at Christmas? And it's like literally a sad song. But like for me, it's like, that's my like, yeah. that's my holiday music. So I just, I say that to say that like you reciting song lyrics, like, oh, I get that. Like I can sometimes relish in sad songs. Oh man. Yeah. That was, that was definitely, uh, you know, you, you actually, you mentioned Barbie girl. Um, I, my, I think this was the first CD I ever had. Um, it was a weird experience, but I, um, I filled out one of the, like, I was online as a child and Me you know, you'd get those like pop-up things. And it was like, get a free CD, uh, fill out your address and everything. Uh, and that's how I got aqua. That's, that's how I got aqua. <laughs> and look, Karen, literally my stepdad still to this day is like Bryce you owe me $80 <laughs> like that like that like that like, <laughs> that's how I got aqua like that is no lie so that yes so for me it was uh it was Aaron Carter ah, uh, <laughs> not not uh not the Aaron Carter make can- is it it was like, I like candy because there were only a couple of options and i had no idea and i was just like "Uh, this one i guess and so it showed up in the mail at my dad's house and he was like how did this get here uh and i was like i don't know but i'll take it right (laughs) that is so funny and it's kind of sad because i actually like had the aaron carter single i went (laughs) 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 oh man um but yeah then then like the the first actual music i got into was like lincoln park and like Mm. uh um you know i oftentimes question like who has had a trauma-less childhood you know and (laughs) and, like because it's just like but sometimes what i think of some of the things that have happened in my life and like, you know, I just am like, I'm horrified. Uh, however, it's, you know, oftentimes those things that like 
really propel us to the type of person that we are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, and again, like, this is like literally my person, like all my friends, like I, 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 I ask these type of questions because I, I'm just always so curious because I, I feel like a lot of what we go through as a child like has so much to do with like the person that shows up today. Like, you know, the reason why we have big personalities, the reason why, like, you know, and I think a lot of people like run from that or they don't like to even dive into that because it's like, you know, we decompartmentalize, like, you know, we put it in a drawer and we don't think about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, it's like, you know, for me, it's like, why have I never really been in a serious relationship? And the older I get, for me, something that I don't normally talk about is that, you know, I at times question why I'm the age that I'm eight, why I am the eight, the age that I am, which is younger than you, uh, which is a lie. But <laughs> I um like I sometimes I like, why I never why am I not in a serious relationship? Why am you know, like I, I wonder about these things and it's like, you know, it's not that I'm like unattractive because beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. It's not that like, you know, I'm not a con- like, you know, and the older I get uh, and, you know, in therapy, I realized that, you know, when I had started therapy, one of the first questions uh, that my therapist asked me was like, do you felt like your dad loved you? And I was just like, well, what do he got to do with this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more and more I thought about it, I don't know. Like, you know, I was the youngest of like, you know, of my brothers and my mom and dad had been divorced by the time that, you know, I could remember. And my dad, like, you know, he was like a weekend dad, if that, Mm -hmm. because like we would go to his house on the weekend, but like my aunt would be there. So we would be with like my aunt. And so like, I, I don't ever really remember having like somewhat of a connection with my dad. I can say, yeah, maybe my dad loved me, but like, I, it's not a definitive answer uh, of like my mom, my grandma, my sisters, my brothers. And so, you know, when I think about that and it's just like, you know, the trust issues that comes with that and especially me being gay and I like men and like, you know, this issue with like me never really knowing if someone loves me and the first love of a man would be of me and my father. And I I start replaying like relationships or like, quote unquote, what I thought was relationships. And like, it really, it, it just comes back down to a lot of, of different things. And I find solace. I don't know if I'm using that word right. But in, in talking about this with like my friends and, you know, even sharing this with you that like, you know, that's a struggle of mine. And, you know, it is something that like my childhood self dealt with, but it is also something that like, you know, my adult is not, if you're not reaping the benefits of it, you are suffering the consequences of the undealt questions of whether or not like you were loved. And that's just an an example of like how for me it plays itself out in my head or in my life. And, you know, I'm sure with other people and other things. So, well, how how do you think it's impacted your relationships? Is it that you, you, you don't feel loved. You you can't trust that people love you. Uh, I can't trust that people love me. I don't believe and I don't know why I'm about to get this deep with you, Tara. That's not what I came on this podcast for. <laughs> um, but in full transparency, I will be honest. Like sometimes I feel like I'm not worthy of the love. 
And, you know, that that's just the reality of, you know, what my life is like. And, you know, in, in, in therapy and in talking with others, it's really like, you know, I was not given that, like, yeah. you know, as a child, like I didn't know unconditionally that like my dad loved me and even more deeper. Um, so my dad died when I was like 19. And so my mom had already been remarried. I had a stepdad and um, my dad just, he wasn't like, not in our lives, but it wasn't like he uh, took the initiative to be in my our lives. And I don't know what his like as me as an adult now looking at it, like I don't know like what his relationship could have been like with my mom. And maybe it was just like, you know, but like my dad remarried. And I was the type of kid that like when I got home from school, I would always like whenever I got home from school, I would call my mom. I would call my sister. I would call like everybody's number that I had. And I would like always call my dad just because like that was me. And I never forget like one day, like some lady picked up mm. and I was just like, okay. And I hung up. And then like the, I must've been in like fifth grade. And, um, like I like went to my aunt house and my aunt was like, well, maybe that's his wife. So one day I called and I was like, she picked up and I was like, hello, can I speak to Miss Johnston? And she was like, I guess that's me. Bish, what you mean you guess that shit? Like, so like my dad remarried and never even told us. And just, just like weird stuff like that. And so when I was maybe in like a freshman year in college, my dad got di- diagnosed with like colon cancer, like stage four. And he only had like eight months to live. And so my brothers that were older than me that can remember a time when like my mom and dad lived together and like, you know, they all wanted to give him this whoop whoop you know, story. And for me, it was like, why would I make myself feel sad for you? Mm-hmm. And in the sense of like, like, you know, and like, again, even more deeper, like the day that my father passed, uh, my brothers were like, we're all going to the hospital. Like, you know, the doctors are saying, I'm like, okay, like, you know, like yeah. I was not a priority in your life. Like why? Like, you know, and so my brothers were always, I like, never forget this. And again, I don't know why I'm sharing this with you. Uh, but like, you know, my brothers were like, you're going to regret this one day, Bryce. Like you should go see dad. And I'm like, mm, I'm okay. And to this day, I'm 35 years old now. I was 19 at the time. I still don't regret the decision. Mm-hmm. And I think that like sometimes what bothers me is that like, should I regret it? Yeah. But I don't because like you didn't show up for me in my life. So why? Like, I, yeah. So again, that's a lot of the trauma that I deal with in like relationships and trust. And like, you know, I feel like if like I, if I show you that I care, you should match the way that I care. Although people are like, so, you know, it, it, it's a lot of different things. And so our childhood is very telling of who we are today. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel like, you know, the big personality of Bryce that people see uh, could be like me overcompensating for the fact that like growing up, I didn't feel loved. And that like, you know, I want people to feel like, you know, when you meet me, I want you to know that like you have an impact on me because like growing up, honestly, I did not feel like I had an impact. And so like maybe that's a, like, you know, but there are just so many things about ourselves, uh, why we are who we are. And again, which is why when I am comfortable and I'm like with friends, like I ask these in depth questions and I don't necessarily have like a reason or a rhyme to it, but for me, it helps me understand the person that I see before me today. Uh, and yeah, I think, I mean, I think sharing, uh, 
your experience, uh, it, it, I think it's helpful for yourself, right? Because you're sort of like running through it and you can introspect right. in that way. But it's also helpful. I, I know for me, like I say all the time that I, I grew up uh, or I was raised by television um, because I just saw other people's stories all the time. Um, and I just saw you know, over and over different ways that people uh, and, and obviously these weren't necessarily real people, although I watched plenty of Big Brother. Um, but it was either real people on Big Brother or Survivor or it was, you know, uh, people's interpretation of characters and how they would interact. And um, and uh, and I think there's a lot that you can learn from people's experience. And I think it helps uh, sort of ground you. I mean, it's, it's why I like doing this podcast. It's a very similar thing where I get to hear people's stories and I get to, you know, um, you know, every single person I talk to doesn't matter where they're from, what they do, uh, how old they are. Um, I, every time I do one of these podcasts, I feel like that's me. Like I'm deeply connected to what you're saying. Um, and there's so much commonality there that people just, they don't really talk about. And there's so much that we can learn from each other, uh, in like how we've, we've dealt with it and how we've experienced it. And even just knowing that we're not alone in it, um, is, is so valuable. So, uh, you know, I, I love, I love that you talk about it. And, um, and I think that like, uh, it's a valuable thing cause it's hard. It's hard to bring up. I need, I need this podcast as an excuse to do it, uh, because I don't mm-hmm. feel comfortable enough doing it regularly. Uh, but it should be done more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, Taryn, I'm a fan. Like I don't watch big brother like that. Yeah. So I, I'm a fan of the person mm-hmm. and I like the content that you put out, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the person I admire. And, uh, in conception of my podcast, like you were someone that I, I looked up to. So yeah, like that's it now. I, okay. Now I'm going to treat you like one of my friends. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What like, so at, just curious, like what were you like, what were your like perceptions of me? My perceptions and, like, of you. Th- this is a real question that I ask people. I think I had the perception of you as just a very like funny like positive uh person that was like uh that just like had a lot of like uh 
like like energy like uh, like just like um in in a, in a positive way that like uh, and and you know what i think i also um i think i also had the perception that like that was that was sort of like interacting with you but that you also had a more i think i also felt that you had a more introspective side because i know that a lot of the topics that you've talked about on your podcast um like you like to to sort of like dive deep into things and really um empathize and understand uh people um and so i i definitely had a sense that 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 was in you as well i just i didn't know you know what the percentages were okay okay i like that <laughs> i guess <laughs> Well, what, what, what is, uh, how, how do you, how do you feel about that perception? I, mean, I think it's accurate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it is, uh, again, like I said before, I'm like a very big personality and I, uh, I enjoy it, but at the same time, I, I often like enjoy my time to myself and I, you know, I would, my friends are always like, you're either the person that like texts back in 30 seconds or you text back in two weeks. Like, you know, it's very, uh, I just, I've realized that my time is important. And for a long time, I felt like in order to like be a friend in order to like keep a friend, like I just always had to be there for my friends. And, you know, as we get older, like life changes and like, you know, my friends get married, they've got kids, their relationships. And for me, it's just like really just like those same bars that's been around. And I, you know, sometimes withdraw, not that I'm upset or mad or anybody, but like it, it gives me my, like my creative space to kind of, be in my head, be in my thoughts, be in my process. And I enjoy it. And so I've stopped apologizing so much for it, but really kind of like, it's like, you know, a part of me now. Also, I often think like, how does going to work? If it, I shouldn't say if, when I am in a relationship, like how that's going to work? Like, I don't know. But I think, you know, I, I'll have to figure it out. Yeah, I think everyone has to find their own sort of uh, line for it. Right. And again, like keyword, their own line for it. It's not like, you know, what society says. I think, yeah. And Tom, that's a lot of the issues with relationships is that like they base them on like yeah. society norms. And I'm like, your relationship isn't a society norm. Your relationship is like with you and that person. So whatever y'all agree with, whatever makes y'all comfortable with, you need to go with. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that like, I think there's some value to having a some somewhat somewhat of like a baseline that exists that's like um because because i think that like relationships can be dangerous sometimes right like uh and knowing that like if if you're completely completely in the woods right that's like uh well you know uh normally you would think that this person uh making me miserable uh 90 of the time would be a bad thing but this is our relationship we have our own understanding about like uh, like no okay that's you've crossed that right. line <laughs> but but i do think that for for the most part like you can recognize that there's something that exists that's the norm and uh and be like yeah it's not for me um right. like this is this is where i am and i think i'm a comfortable distance from here i'm not and you know i'm not and, and as long as i'm happy and content and uh safe uh, then i think uh it's all right and I, and i think i think this ties in as well to you know you talked about your dad um and cuz i feel like this i this is something that i contend with as well where it's like there's a huge societal pressure to make up with your parents, right? Uh, to be like, 
you know, like uh, it's I feel like there's tons of episodes of television and movies that are like uh, like, oh, you, you don't understand what my dad did or what my mom did. Uh, like, yeah, but you're still your dad. Right. And like <laughs> the lesson at the end is always you got it. You got to do it because they're that's just who they are. Um, and, and 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 like, you know, there's space for that message. But it's a very overwhelming one. And I think there should be lots of space for the other message, which is like not everyone should be included in your life. Yeah. And uh, boundaries are important. Yes. And that like you need to protect like, you know, your personal space. And no, a thousand percent. Do you feel like you have that uh, that pressure on on you? Because because I mean, you said you said that you were like um, like part of you wonders if you should f- regret, you know, I- <clears throat> Like, I don't regret it uh, because I I think at a young age, I set boundaries with a lot of my family, which is why the relationship with uh, my family is the way that it is. Like, I'm close to some and not to others. And my boundary just is like, you treat me with respect, I will treat you with respect. If Mm -hmm. you don't treat me with respect, then there is no relationship. And so I just have very clear boundaries, period. So I I don't and I, I don't like. I do sometimes question like, you know, is it like later in my life? Is it ever going to hit me? But like, you know, ultimately, I think that like my dad missed out on like actually cultivating a relationship with me. And I'm not the the child that's like, oh, I love you because you're my dad. Like, you know, I, I love you because the relationship that we had. And unfortunately, like we didn't really have much of a relationship. And a lot of the relationship that we had was because like me as a child, I was like putting in that work. It wasn't like because you were so no, I, I don't like, if I regret anything is maybe that if like, you know, my, during my, like, if my dad felt some type of way, like, you know, like maybe that is a regret, but I don't necessarily like live with the regret of like, you know, I've, I've lost other family members and like, you know, I grieve and I understand the process of grieving and like, you know, I'm, I'm sad that he is gone. However, I, I just choose not to carry that with me because I don't feel like that is something that that's a burden of mine. Like I, I, I live my life authentically and I love and I care about uh, who I build relationships with. And like, you know, if and ever I lose someone that I build a relationship with, um, I, I will want to be there for them in their hours, just like I will want someone to be there with me in my final hours. And I, I'm not a fake person. And so like, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just feel like I'm, I, I, I wouldn't do that. And so I, I don't necessarily regret it at all. No, I don't. Yeah. I, I, and I feel, I feel like that's the thing where it's like, I think it makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. Uh, but it's almost as though people will try to impose guilt on you and then and and then get to a point where you're like, am I a bad person for not right. feeling guilty? Um, which uh, is just like uh, like that's again, it's one like the, the, those norms, just like uh, if you if you abide by them too strictly, then you've you've lost all of the humanity there. Like you've lost all of the nuance. Um, and like there is definitely no like hard and fast rule for, uh, you know, how to deal with uh, parents or relationships or uh, or trauma or anything. Um, and uh, and like those expectations um, that people will will put on you uh, are, are, are terrible. And that's why boundaries are so important. Right. Because like people people do have expectations. They try to like they try to get you to conform to what they want you to be all the time. 
Um, and you have to be able to have a firm outline of like, this is who I am. Right. And you can't let anything, uh, interfere with that. Yeah. I think that's why we get along so well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's, it is difficult though, too, because it's like, um, you know, you have to, it's like, you have to be able to firmly know who you are and, and love yourself and feel confident with, within yourself. Um, when, when, when at the same time, again, like society will often be like, uh, don't get, don't get a big head. Don't, don't be too (laughs) full of yourself here. Uh, you love yourself. All right. Okay. Mr. Big shot. Right. Uh, And it's like, uh, and that's ingrained as well, right? Like the self doubt and the imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And so like, how are you supposed to feel confident and love yourself when you're also like, I'm a fraud, right? Uh, it's, it's, it's tough. Society does a number on you. Uh, that it does. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so where do you feel like you're, you're at at this point? Like, uh, like you, you're on the road, um, to, to a better Bryce. Um, do you feel like, uh, have you made like significant progress? Do you feel like, uh, is this something that you're, you're proud of, uh, the, the accomplishments that you've been able to achieve? A thousand percent. I look back at the Bryce three years ago and, and some of the things and that I was doing, the way that I was thinking. Uh, absolutely. I'm very proud of the change in which that I have set out to make and that I have made. I want to continue to strive for that. Um, and sometimes I am extremely hard on myself because I, I, I think like, oh, look at the progress that you have made thus far. And then it's like, well, in three years, you'll look back at this price and be like, oh, what a mess. And so, like, you know, I try not to get into that thinking. But, yeah, I, I think that, you know, self-evaluation and I think having a really good group of like friends that you trust and that love and that are like honest with you, not just like people that like tell you what you want to hear um, are extremely important. And I think that I have surrounded myself with a good group of core people that I love, adore, trust. Um, and I appreciate them for pushing me and supporting me on this road to a better Bryce. And sometimes that road of a better Bryce means that I'm a selfish person at times because like I'm choosing myself. Um, and that is something that's not, I feel like equipped in me. I feel like the person that I am, it's like, I'm selfless. I want to like, you know, you tell me you move and I'll drop everything I and, and fly and help you. And I, I think that, you know, Again, on this last like three years of my life, I've been more selfish about my time, the things that I do, uh, who I spend my time with. It's a lot different than it was before. And and I I attribute that to growth. Um, And I'm excited to see the person that I am going to continue to evolve in because I do believe uh, that there is a a bigger purpose for me. I've always believed that I, well, that's a lie. I've always thought that. Mm. I don't know if I've ever believed it. And I think that where I am today and all of the things that have connected and the, the relationships that I have made and the situations that I have been in really align to show me that there is a bigger purpose for me. Um, I have not achieved it yet. I don't know when I will achieve it, but I do believe that there is a bigger purpose and I, I want to continue to work until I get to that purpose. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's interesting. Like a lot of people that I've 
talk to that that are working on feeling better about themselves, right? Like working on boundaries, working on uh, being more confident. Uh, I feel like the the word that that they often use is selfish, right? Like uh, that, like I have to be more selfish uh, in a way. Um, and I and I feel like that's again, it's just like. I don't think it's selfish. I think, I think that, uh, I think that like we're programmed to, to have to, to have to be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm, I'm sorry that I'm trying to be better myself and that, that, that I can't do this for you. But it's like, uh, like that's what we should be doing. That's what everybody should be doing. Right. Um, and, uh, like I think there's a huge difference between like, this is what I need for me to be better uh, and like, this is what I want to take from you for me. Like that's selfish. Right. Right. Um, and, uh, but I, and I think that like, we really, we really tend to, and, and I, I'm definitely guilty of this. Like we really tend to just put ourselves down, even when we're trying to build ourselves up, uh, because of just like the, the molds that we've, that we've fit into. Right. It's tough. It's that road. It's, it's that journey to a better Taryn. It's that journey yeah. to uh, a better Bryson. Yeah. And, and, at times, even like recognizing that and being able to be like to take that in and be like, you're right. Yeah. Like it's not selfish. Stop saying that it's selfish. It, it, it's you putting the time into yourself that is what's needed to grow. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the better you become as a person, like the more progress that you're able to make on yourself, the more of an impact you're going to have on other people. Like uh, like that's that's always the the key in my eyes is that like. Um, the, the, the people that have the biggest impact on others are the people that, uh, are able to love the most freely. And I think that you, it's really difficult to really love and express that love and take care of somebody else when you can't do it for yourself. Um, and they're so intertwined, like they're not separate things. Loving yourself is the same, same process as loving other people. Um, and, uh, and so if you're really hindered in one area, but you feel like you can do it great in another area, I think that's probably not the case. It's probably just harder to see. Right. Um, so like it's, it's so, it's so, it's so intertwined. It's so, it's so, um, you know, uh, mixed in that you, you, you have to get better at one in order to get better at the other. And so, uh, it really is, I think, um, you know, it's, it's the opposite of selfish, right? Like it's, it's, it's the best thing that you can do for yourself and the people around you because they want you to be better too. Right. Right. But it, 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 it's like a deflection. It's like, you know, the imposter syndrome, it's like, you have to see it for yourself. And so sometimes it's easier to see it in others and see it and support others than really like actually take the time to pour into yourself. Um, and I think that that's literally where I'm at in the point of my life is that like, bitch, I'm ready to pour in. I'm like, <laughs> like uh, pour into me. Uh, I'm, I'm, re- I'm, I'm ready to be poured into. Uh, so I, I, but you know, it's a work in progress and I, I understand the journey that it takes to get to the place that you like want to be poured into. Uh, but you know, at times it's, it's a deflection. It, it, it's less about you and, and, and can be about others. And I think that like you're right, it, it's the same emotion. It's the same action. It's just that you got to put the mirror to yourself and really mean what you say and say what you mean. So I, a thousand percent get there. Yeah. If you can't love yourself uh, unconditionally, how are you supposed to do it for someone else? Right. 
Like uh, all the flaws that show up when you try to do it for yourself, they're going to show up when you try to do it for other people. It's the, it's the same process. Um, but uh, and, 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 and I think, again, it's like it's stuff that you, you know, it's stuff that you develop when you're young. You know, when we talk about like uh, all this like childhood stuff, but um, like that's how you learn to love, uh, whether it's yourself or other people. And, um, and if you're not given love, uh, then it's, you don't know how to receive it. You don't know how to give it. Um, and, uh, it's, it's a difficult thing to learn on your own. Absolutely. Like, you know, uh, and yeah, it, I, uh, couldn't agree more with that statement and especially like when yeah you come from a broken home and like you don't you know let alone being gay or straight like you know and you don't see what uh, a family unit a normal I shouldn't even say normal or what uh, a family unit looks like and so you know you have to imagine on your own or like piece it together and then, you know, what you piece together years later, you realize it's like, it's trash. <laughs> and you've got to like re-piece it together. And it's like, Bish, I'm in my 30s now. Like, who's got time for that? But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you want to live a long life. And so you want to, you know, this is the work that you need to do as an adult at times to be able to achieve the things in which that you want. To achieve whether it's career whether it's love whether it's a family but uh yeah you have to like literally rewire yourself uh yeah. from the things that you learned from the things that you've seen from the things that you have taught to like rewire them to like the person that you are today and how that fits in your life and how that you know works with the person that you are today because we're ever evolving creatures and we're not the person that we were when we were 10, yeah. 13, 17, 20, 25, like, you know, it, it, it's a, it's an evolution. Mm-hmm. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, you, you talked about uh, like not being in a uh, like a serious relationship. Is that something that is like is that pressing on you? So it's it's not pressing on me, but for me, and I will like you know, <laughs> as a a gay man, I feel that like youth and age 
is is everything. And I like I had shared with you before, like I, I couldn't imagine being like the age that I am today or like where I'm at today and be like, oh, I'm I'm so proud to be gay and black. Like, yes. And I think also was true for me when I was younger that like I had this negative perception of like gay love older. And so I like repulsed at that idea. I'm like, I don't want to be like old and gay and in love. Like I want to be in my youth looking how I look now and in love. Like that's you. So I think that that also has an issue. Like for me is that like, I have to, again, relearn different things. And I also, I think what, if anything that is pressing to me is that like, you know, my parents or, you know, my mom's getting older. Um, I don't know what the time on this earth like that I have left. And so I cherish every moment that I have. But I also at times want to demonstrate to like, you know, my mom that like, I'm okay. And I think, at, you know, at times I know my mom would feel more comfortable if I were like in a relationship where I had a partner and like, you know, so there is a part of me that like wishes I could deliver on that. But I'd be like, it's nothing but trash out here. <laughs> so I choose not to settle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that like I, I think that there is a, a combination of, of, of different things at work here. And it's not to say that like, if I wanted to be in a relationship, like, sure, I could be. But like, you know, I want somebody that is going to uh, meet me halfway. I, I'm not doing no 80, 20. I'm not doing no 90, 10. Mm. I, like, you know, I, yeah, I, and again, I, I also feel like, you know, I'm a hopeless romantic in the sense that like I do know that like a lot of like the things of my head uh I, is based on like a, a heteronormity society that is not more than likely going to work out for my life uh which is why I always scream like I wish they were more when people are like oh my god they're making Batman gay and like no but what y'all bitches don't understand is that it's important because let me have been 13 and see like, but anyway, I digress. Um, I think that, you know, it is, uh, I don't even know what I, cause I just literally lost my train of thought because it's like, <laughs> that like irks me because it is important to see yourself. And again, like yeah. I growing up, I never saw my fucking self, excuse my language, but like, I never saw myself. And it's like, there, there, there is a connection to why I'm where I'm at now. And like figuring out that like, oh, like I, I could be married. I could have children. Like it, it, it's a it, it's a lot that plays into that. And even also like, I don't know why we get so deep in this, but um, like even in the LGBTQ plus community, I don't want to say that there's a hierarchy, but like, you know, it's a white gay man's community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a black gay man, like you are seen as less than in the community. And like, you know, you see like you see white gay men together with children all the time. Like it, it, It's like there. I just haven't been able to see myself. And so it is a struggle to kind of like know what you want or know what it is when you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. And a whole generation of your community hasn't seen it. And so it's like, you know, it, it, it it's, it's just a lot. So I think that there is more of the reason as to like why I am not in a relationship. And I think that that um, I think that also speaks to me in the sense of like that I if I wanted to be in one, I could be one, but I don't want to be in an unhealthy relationship. Like I want to be in something that 
that, you know, feels right and that ultimately can grow into be something. And, and I'm not willing to settle because, again, I'm being selfish with myself and my time and my energy. Yeah. Well, like what what is it that you feel? What, what, what do you think that you're you're looking for? What do you think will feel right? I mean, I don't. <sighs> I don't necessarily know if I could actually like say it. I will know when I see it. I will know when I like experience it. I will know when I know Uh, (laughs) if that answers your question. Like I'm, I, I have people in my life that tell me like, oh, you have a type, you're picky. Like, I'm really not like, like it, they're just like, you know, I, I just want someone that can meet me halfway. And whether it be financially, whether it be emotionally, whether it be like, you know, there are just things like there are things in which that I feel like that I want. And however, I also say this. <laughs> I'm single, but I'm not lonely. And I also think that like, I don't know actually like right now where I'm at in my life. Like I actually want to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still working on myself. Like, I, you know, like yeah. I know you like this bitch all over the place, but no, like, no. you know, I, I, of course that would be the end goal for me, but like, I still feel like I am still in self discovery. Yeah. Um, And again, like, I don't want to fall to the norms of like, you know, having to feel like, I need to be in a relationship, although I do feel those pressures and I've explained to you like what some of those pressures are. But at the same time, I also feel like I don't know, like right now, do I want to answer to someone, not answer to someone or like, you know, like there's just a lot of things that come uh, in a relationship that I feel like I don't know if that's exactly what I want. But if and when I run into a situation that feels natural, that feel like I feel like it will be organic or maybe that's just the selfless, uh, like the hopeless romantic and myself that's like, it's not going to cut. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, I think I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that like uh, the the more you know yourself and the more that you're comfortable with that, the more you understand what you're looking for and what you want. And the more like that you'd be able to sort of like recognize like this is good. Um, and I do think it's it's I think it's a it's a losing game to try to describe what you want ahead of time because you you don't really know uh and and what matters is how you feel right um it matters that like it feels good uh, and it feels right um and uh and that it doesn't feel bad right right <laughs> um so uh you know it can be difficult but it shouldn't feel it shouldn't feel bad it shouldn't feel uh it shouldn't feel like you're uh, you're being you're being hurt um so uh, you know, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I think, I think that like, uh, I think that the more that you work on yourself, the, the closer you get to being able to find something like that. And the more, I think the more that you you're able to work on yourself, the more successful you'll generally be when it, when you're, uh, entering in any, any relationship. Um, so, uh, I think, uh, I think you're on a, a good path. It's the road to a better price. Okay. Yeah. It's the good, it's a good road. Yes. My, 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 did I, like, I, um, I did not know what I was in store for, uh, tonight, but I just have to say kudos to you. Cause like, I feel like I'm just, I feel like I'm totally naked on this. Pod. 
podcast right now. Well, uh, watch the video version. To, uh... <laughs> but yeah, like I don't have a problem sharing uh, anything. But like, you know, I uh, I definitely didn't think we was going to be going down these roads. And I'm, I'm happy to go down this. Like, but it is just so interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's that's again, I just I feel like there's just so there's so much again to like just to learn um and to to understand about about people um and you know the different things that they that they deal with right um so i i feel like this has been a really good conversation i think that people there's a lot to take out of this it's a whole lot okay (laughs) definitely um i'm glad that you invited me on here to have it and yeah i didn't when you hit me up i was like i don't know what I don't know who to show up as like, you know, and honestly, like you're like, just show up as yourself. And clearly that's what I did. Uh, but I, again, I'm just so surprised that like where we all went and um, yeah, I think that is great. And I think that it's powerful. And I, I hope that anyone or someone that's listening got something from this uh, because I, I definitely think yeah, we shared a lot on the table. Yes. <laughs> Um, well, I, I feel like I could just, uh, I feel like I could talk to you forever. I feel like there's so much to talk about. Um, but, uh, this is, uh, I think where we, we should end it for now. You should come back at some point. Um, and we'll, we'll talk more, uh, because I think you're perfectly suited for this podcast. So it's just like, uh, the, the introspective journey is really, uh, what I'm all about. So, um, uh, thank you for, for doing this with me. Oh, absolutely. It's such an honor. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I, Bryce, where, where can people find you if they want to, uh, to hear more from you? Um, they can follow me on the Instagram, the Twitter, the TikTok at Bryce Isaiah. That's B-R-I-C-E-I-Z-Y-A-H. Uh, every Tuesday, the Purple Pants podcast is dropping some new heat for you. We've got the church announcements, whether we're covering Euphoria, Insecure, Survivor, Advice with Bryce. You know, we have Barb's message and every week I give you a freak of the week. So it's just a fun, good old time. You don't need to know anything. Just come on in, let your hair down and have a good time. It's the Purple Pants podcast every Tuesday. So yeah, that's, you know, that's where you can catch your baby boy if you want to hear more of me. Awesome. Uh, well, uh, thanks again. Thanks again, Bryce. This was, uh, this was a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. I'm truly honored. Thank you for the invite. And that was Bryce. Thank you so much for listening this week. I've appreciated all of the very kind words being sent my way for the podcast. Uh, always, always a pleasure to, uh, to talk to people like Bryce and I'm very happy to be doing this podcast once again. So thank you all so much. And of course, find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren or on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taren Armstrong if you want to come and hang out. But that's about what I've got for you for now. Thanks again for joining. I'll see you next time. It's the Taren Show. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.